I'm sitting here with my friend Maurice, and we are on another episode of Zero to 60. So, funny story. Today, about 11.15 a.m., I get a text from a mentor friend of mine, Sean. Sean's actually Brock's dad who was on the podcast earlier. He goes, you got to meet this guy. I have another interview for Zero to 60. I'm like, no way. I can't. I'm busy. Work. Yada, yada. Turns out we meet today at lunch um, for like 15 minutes after lunch. Sean comes down with Maurice. He's like, you got to meet this guy. Boom. I get like 10 seconds with Maurice. Tells me a story. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I got to have you on the podcast. He's like, I was like, when works for you? He was like, um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving for Atlanta tomorrow. I was like, no way. So that was at about 1 o'clock today. It's 8 p.m. now, and I'm sitting in my living room with my new friend, Maurice. How you doing, man? What's up, man? <laughs> Glad to be here. Thank uh, you for having me on the show. What a story. Um, so you know Sean Wright. So a little bit about like your day-to-day. So you woke up this morning, and you go to work at Duke Energy. Woke up this morning. Um, this actually was my last day at Duke Energy. <laughs> and what do you do there? Uh, so I'm an iOS developer. All right. Yeah, so we build mobile applications for the enterprise. Wow. Yep. And then when you talk to Sean and you come down to meet at Starbucks at 1 p.m., like, what are you thinking? I'm thinking, I <laughs> hope this guy's not a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably disappoint there. <laughs> but no, nah, Sean's a good guy, um, you know. We've only worked together for about a month or so. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of it's kind of funny because we was talking about podcasts this morning. We were yeah. talking about Tim Ferriss' podcast specifically. And he was like, oh, I know a guy that does podcasts. Wow. You have to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> what a blessing. Yeah. All right. So we were just talking before, man. You've got a really awesome story. Um, I found out a little bit at lunch. We just went deep into kind of like who we both were before we were kicking it here. So I'm super excited to dive into the business part of this story, zero to 60. So the premise of the whole podcast is how did you make 60K? Um, we're kind of we're going to go into like what was your first job, and then we're going to try to get to 60K. Now, I know based on looking at you, where you work now, you're well beyond that now, but I want you to like – tell our users how you made 60k so where are you from question one and two what was your first ever job cool so um i was born in fort seal oklahoma um military parents military parents uh, all right they actually met in the military over in germany believe it or not so they came back to the states and hooked up so (laughs) That'll work. Yeah, um, yeah, I was the product of that. <laughs> so you were born in, in Fort Seal. Did you go to high school there? I did not. So they actually moved when I was about one year of age. Okay. Yeah. So uh, they moved to Memphis, Tennessee, where my pops was from at the All time. All right. Yeah. So Memphis is kind of like your childhood. Memphis is definitely my childhood. What was your first ever job? Like, What was the first thing you did and people paid you cash for it? Lawnmower business. Really? Yep. Me too, kind of. All right, tell me about that. Yeah, so I was in sixth grade. Sixth actually. grade? Are you serious? Sixth grade. I made probably about 2000 bucks that summer. Are you serious? Dead serious. Wow. All right, how did you how did you start that? Did it you was, have an idea from your dad? Did you have a mower? What What happened? Of course, I had to cut the grass at the house. Started okay. doing that when I was in elementary school and uh, had a neighbor. I know you guys can't see Maurice, but he's really jacked. So I imagine in sixth grade, he looked probably like I did when I was in 12th grade. <laughs> 
So I started cutting the neighbor's grass, and uh, I said, well, if I was able to cut my grass, yeah. and I was able to cut the neighbor's grass, you cut Surely the neighbor's I grass cut. for free, or how'd that work? Actually, it wasn't for free. Okay. Um, it was kind of like a barter system, All per right. se. Yeah. What'd you barter for? Like cooking or something? Yeah, like food. Like food. <laughs> like what all kids want. <laughs> nice. But, I, you know, so from that point, it was kind of like, well, I know I can get paid from this. So and they probably would have given you food anyway for free, but they're pretty happy getting their grass cut. Getting their grass cut, right? Um, so I just started going to different neighbors' houses with the lawnmower and gas can in hand. Nobody's going to say no to a sixth grade Knock kid. on the door, say, yeah. hey, this little cute. 11-year-old kid wants to cut your grass. Wow. Got the lawnmower right here. You're not going to turn me away. <laughs> uh, cut it for really cheap. Yeah, yeah. Know, front and backyard, like wow. 25, 30 bucks. Wow. And, That's uh, serious money when you're in sixth grade. What? 30 bucks. Wh- yeah. Man, I, I was balling back then. <laughs> you're in making it school. rain. Yeah. I was making it rain in middle school. <laughs> what so, was it like when you got paid that very first time? Like when you were somebody handed like a $20 bill, you were like, whoa. Man, I, f- I felt like I, I was grown. I felt yeah. like I had made it. Like, wow. you know, at that point, it was like, okay, I know what I got to do in life now. Yeah. I got to be able to provide for myself. And this was the 90s, so 20 bucks. I mean, 20 bucks is a lot now, but 20 bucks to a sixth grader in the 90s, that's a big deal. I'll put it, I'll put it this way. Um, I actually paid for all my clothes wow. for that year. Paid my own lunch money, shoes, everything. Yeah. We even took a family vacation that year, and I paid for part of the family vacation. No way. Seriously. Wow. Yeah. It's like a Justin Bieber story, man. I, I remember reading, I really admired, I still admire him, um, but I remember reading a story about him and said like, he used to play guitar and then took his family to Disney World. So you're kind of like that. Kind of like that. Wow. So we went to a beach. <laughs> wow, man. That's incredible. Yeah. So you pay for the family vacation. So that's sixth grade. So you've got this kind of entrepreneurial or hustle right. bug. Um, you know what it, You know what money tastes like at a pretty young age. Um, what happens after sixth grade? Do you start So I got my else? first job in 10th grade. All right. My first, first like, real for job. Man. So you're an employer. Employee. Uh, yep. Got right. an employer. Actually, it was at Steak Escape. All right, yeah, in yeah. In the mall, you know, just, you yeah, know steak yeah. sandwiches and yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so actually uh, I had a cousin who, uh, her husband. Now, how'd you stop the, re- the the lawnmowing business making two grand a, uh, a summer to go work for minimum wage? You know, it's funny because <laughs> when you don't know any better, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you go and do, do what makes sense. You just yeah. go out and say, hey, I'm going to make some money for myself. And for whatever reason, somebody told me I had to get a job yeah. in high school. And I believed them. Yeah, of course. And I went and got a job. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know. Just what it is. That's, that is what it is. So you're at Steak and, steak and Scape. And this is minimum wage job. Minimum wage. So what, five bucks an hour? Five ninety five. If that. Back, right. this was like, you know, late 90s. All right. What was that like? It was probably one of the best opportunities I had. Because really? there was a lot of grown people working at that job. When I say huh. grow, I'm talking about people in their 30s and 40s yeah, yeah. working that job. I'm a teenager. So I got a chance to really see real life up close and personal. Because for me, you know, it was just money to play around with, basically. Yeah, yeah. You know? But these people are, like, feeding their families They're feeding off their that. families off this job. You know, did so you that, get to see, like, I don't want to be like this when I'm 30, I don't want to be like this. And I'm saying that, hey, I got to be serious when I come here. Wow. Because they were serious. Yeah. They're grown folks. These folks was grown. Yeah. So, you know, I just carried that whole mentality from throughout high school because of that, you know. Wow. 
isn't it amazing that the difference that you notice as a kid of work ethics of grown folks like they're just machines they just keep going like they don't get tired in the shift or they just keep going two three jobs wow yeah that's amazing um is there any like really key life lessons that you took away from there besides like what not to do or work ethic i mean you're around some people that maybe aren't the pinnacle of business success but they're probably wise kind they're not too good to work you know type people what what did you learn from them the main thing i learned was that i wanted to work with my mind and not saying that these people didn't work with their mind, wow. but I knew from that that point on. You were able to on, grasp that intellectual concept in tenth, eleventh grade that you wanted to work with your mind. I knew it. I said, you know what? I can. These people's hurting. You can see the bodies aching. Yeah. You know, you see them. They, they're in pain. It's hard. Yeah. I said, I don't want to be doing this when I'm 30, 40 years old. So, th- at that point, I made the decision. I'm definitely going to college. Get serious. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Um. Now, when you say I'm going to go to college, you focus on grades, focus on sports. Like, what was that that mental shift that happened? What was the action that that resulted from that? Yeah, so it was definitely academics. I, I've always done pretty well in school. Okay. So I kind of knew at some point. You Did know, you say that came from the military family, like? Oh kinda yeah. Kind of strict upbringing. Oh yeah. All my right. my that's one thing my mom and dad didn't play about was was my was my grades. Really? All right. Oh yeah. If I if I made a a B, they asked me why I couldn't get an A. Wow. You know. And if I made a C, it was like, you know, it, it was a problem. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you, you focused on school. Um, walk me through, like, the transition from high school to college. You said you knew you wanted to go to college. Did you have plans? Did you play sports? Your academics? Yeah, sports, so I, I did track and field in high school. But okay. unfortunately, my senior good? year. Hmm? Were you pretty good? Yeah, I was, I was pretty damn pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> All yeah, right. I, I did, yeah, I did a 400 and uh, – 200 and 100. Wow. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So I, I, was, I was pretty fast. Um, but unfortunately, I broke my leg my last year in high school. Wow. How'd you break your leg? I was actually doing uh, baton exchanges on the four by one. All right. So you're like practicing or like in a yeah, race? Yeah. It, it was actually at practice right before the season started. Junior year or senior? Senior year. Senior year. Yeah. And then you broke your leg. I broke my leg into uh, the doctor said it was already a stress fracture. Wow. And it just went on snapped in half. Now, were you – you said you were pretty damn good at track. Did you have any scholarships to go Yeah, I actually um, had a scholarship lined up. I was going to run at Citadel. The Citadel. Yeah, I was going to run track no at the Citadel. Um, I had been accepted on academics, and I had an academic scholarship at the Citadel as well. Um, so, so you had was, academic and athletic scholarship. Yeah. And when you started your senior year in August, you get to January, you're committed – going to the Citadel, athletic scholarship, academic scholarship, and then in track season, which is in the spring, before you graduate, you break your leg. I break my leg in the spring before track season actually starts. Um, Actually, I had a couple recruiters that was looking at me. Wow. Wow. All right, walk me through. That's got to be like culture shock. Like your world just changed right there. What happened? Um. That probably was the toughest time I had to really? face as a as a as a child, I guess you can say, as a young adult. Really, um, one of them anyway, because I had put so much energy, time, and effort in training. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, just practice day the senior in, day year. Out. Like this is it. This is it. Yeah. You know, this this is gonna be my way to go to college and really just you know do something amazing with my life. 
And um, I just felt like I just hit a brick wall after that. What was that? How did you not go into depression after that? Or if you did, how'd you get out of it? <sighs> you know what? It's funny that you say that because I didn't go into depression, but what I did was I started to rebel against um, just just life, just against, you know, like parents. Why, why me? Just that why me, you know, this this could happen to anybody else. Yeah. You know, I'm at, this is supposed to be the best time of my life. Yeah, right? yeah. Why am, I on, why am I in a cast right now? Exactly. And... Uh, it, it it I had to do some soul searching, you know. Mm-hmm. It really it really helped me dig deep, and uh, make a long story short. When I got to USC, I realized, you know what, well, you know, I still got to go on. I still got to make the best of this situation. Well, don't jump to USC yet. Take me back. Like you're in Memphis, Tennessee at this point, and you oh, break actually, your I'm leg. In, no, I'm in actually I'm in Columbia, South Carolina. At All this right, point. so you moved to, from Memphis to Columbia. Yep. Um, do you do you feel comfortable saying why you moved? Oh yeah, definitely. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Um, so my parents basically split, um, leading up to my senior year in high school. All right, so you're 16 or 17. Yeah, so and I'm actually I'm in the, split up. So I'm actually in the middle of my junior year in high school in Memphis, Tennessee, and they basically uh, they basically call it quit. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that's. I'm, I don't know which one's worse, like breaking your leg and having your dream shattered or having your, like, how do you go? What, the stuff you went through at 16 and 17 year old, like, that had to shape you. Like, well, how did you make it through that? Talk about that, like, soul searching that you just mentioned. Yeah, I mean, you know, I really, I probably put a lot in my academics because of that. Mm. You know, I probably, you know, really put a lot of my friends. Okay. You know, I had really close friends at that time. That's you good. know, kind of people that I kind of grew up with in childhood. Wow. That was really that was my my my, my family, my friends, and yeah, then, yeah. you know, my my outlet was my academics. All right. Yeah. Wow. So you've got a a big, you know, mental thing to go through at age sixteen or seventeen with your parents. A huge mental, um, you know, life change when you mm-hmm. break your leg. Yep. Um, we got to get back to zero to sixty though. So. Are you working at any t- anything at this point? Are you still at Steak and Shake? Or yeah, Steak so it's and funny that you say that because I actually uh, I had left Steak and Escape and went to Great American Cookie. All right. <laughs> so you're just hopping around the mall. <laughs> I'm hopping around the mall. <laughs> and uh, so when we moved, when me and my mom left yeah, Memphis yeah. and moved to South, Car- South Carolina, uh, I obviously left Steak and Escape because, yeah. you know, I moved. left Memphis. Um, so I actually landed a job at a club okay. with my uncle. Wow. Yeah, he actually owned a nightclub here in uh, Columbia, South Carolina. All right. So uh, I just came, helped him out. He asked me to clean up for him. So, so I you're like cleaning tables, stuff like that. Cleaning tables, cleaning the bathrooms, All right. stuff like that. How much you making there? I'm making 120 bucks a week. A week, all right. How many hours are you putting in? Um, I'm probably putting in maybe 25 hours. All right, so maybe like eight nine bucks an hour yeah. or something like that yeah all right did you so now you go from like the mall to the cookies to another mall but now you're at like kind of got a referral a little mm-hmm. in the door you're at a club I'm maybe a there's club. money there's maybe there's not what did you learn there at that job oh man i learned how to deal with people oh really <laughs> yeah all right tell me about that um so it was a jazz slash r&b club all right you know, r&b rhythm and blues club um and is it no BB King? BB King ish. So you BB right, King of Columbia. Yeah, B. <laughs> there you go. BB right. King of Columbia. 
Um, so, I mean, you're dealing with people that's obviously intoxicated. Yeah, all right. You know what I'm saying? So you're and you're 17, 18 at this at time. At this point, I'm, I'm 17. So you grow up fast. Exactly. exactly. So, and, and then you're dealing with a lot of different personalities. Okay. Because of that. Um, so, it really helped me be patient with people, um, listen to people, and, you know, kind of just understand these different personalities. Wow. Yeah. That's a big takeaway. So, we've got... Um, you know, we got the hustle takeaway from the lawn mowing business. You knew what money was like. Yep. We got the, wow, these folks are grown. Um, I know I, I don't want to be here when I'm 40 um, from the mall, steak escape, and, and the cookie place. And now you've got the, I got to learn to deal with people at the club place. So these are some cool experiences that are shaping you. Still probably haven't crossed the 10 bucks an hour mark. Not at all. Um, world, world gets rocked sophomore junior year in, in high school world really gets rocked again right before you graduate senior year so you graduate high school um how did you choose you had a full ride to citadel and now you end up at usc so how'd you choose usc versus like anywhere else like did you knew did you know athletics was completely over yeah well, so i knew athletics was completely over okay um, i chose usc honestly because uh i knew my mom just Left a tough situation. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to be in Columbia. All right, you so you'd be close to her. Be close to her. She left a tough situation. I, I got accepted to Clemson and a, couple, oh, wow. yeah, a few others. Coast so Guard. You have pretty good grades then. Yeah I, have, yeah, I have pretty solid grades. All right, wow. Yeah. So you go to USC. Um, what's your major? Um, it, the first semester was business, and then I switched to biology after that. All right. Are you when you're going into like you and USC? Are you dead set on like I want to be a doctor, or I want to be a lawyer, or like what exactly. is what is so your mindset there? It's funny that you say that. So I had this grand ambition to be a doctor. Really? Yep. I said I'm gonna do pre med. Wow. Yep. <sighs> and this was even as a track star, you wanted to be a doctor. Yeah, you know, but you, it's funny because when I actually started, you know, doing the. Uh, not internship, but kind of like working, um, like volunteer work at the hospital. All right. Um, I kind of knew it wasn't exactly what I really, really wanted to do. Okay. Um, honestly, I probably was more so in it for um, the money and prestige. Mm. You know, I get to tell people I'm a doctor. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, a doctor. Good money. And, yeah. You know, probably first generation doctor. First gener oh, of course, you know, first generation college period. Wow. You know, you know my mom and pops didn't go to college. Wow. So, uh, yeah. So you're a business major freshman year. Do you have any job in college? Do you have any jobs in college? Yeah. So in college, uh, I had a few jobs, actually. Um, so my uncle closed the club my freshman All right. year All right. in college. So it forced me to actually get a, another real job. <laughs> All right. um, <laughs> so I worked at Sears in package pickup. Uh, All right. So actually, you know, you come, it's you order something online, yeah, and yeah. Then you come and pick it up at Sears. All right. I was the guy that brought it out to you. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I did that for a while, and then uh, I did uh, stocking groceries at the commissary. All right. Um, on Fort Jackson, okay, which is in South Carolina. Um, so I did that for a while, and then um, I lucked up and got an internship with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. All right. Around my junior year in college. All right, so these jobs, before we get into, like, the internship, these jobs, they all seem like there's no barriers to entry of these things. These are all, like, stuff college kids could do, stuff 
without college kids could do. These are like all pretty normal jobs, like pack Sears package pickups, stuff like that. Oh yeah, you just literally walk up and say, "Hey, I'm looking for a job." All right. You know, back then, you know. It was yeah, just like people they need to fill these spots. Right. Now, what was your average wage in those three jobs? Oh, they definitely was probably around six or seven bucks an hour. Six, seven bucks an hour. All right. Yeah. So at this point, you're twenty ish, maybe nineteen, mm-hmm. twenty, making six bucks an hour. Like nothing crazy here, but you're going to school. Yeah. Are you living at home? Or are you living on campus? I'm living in an apartment. All right. So kind of, so you're out of the house. I'm out of the house. Um, freshman year, you're a business major, but then you get this itch to be a doctor. Like what? What happened there in your studies? So that's sophomore year, and then you decide to go pre med. Yeah, exactly. All right, walk me through like that transition from, oh, I'm just going to default and be a business major to like, hey, I'm going to be more focused and do, I'm going to be a doctor. Yeah, so I took a, so to back up a little bit, so I took some business courses that freshman year, my first semester. That second semester, I took a marine science course. All right. And this was kind of like my first real hardcore science course in college. And, you know, I just, it was just natural. I just ate it up. And you took that on your own, or you just randomly got into it? Um, you chose to I just randomly that? chose it. We had to take a science for that yeah. business um, wow. major, and I just randomly chose marine science. So I said, well, yeah, you know, this was pretty cool. You know, maybe I should look at to more science courses. Yeah, yeah. So from that point, it kind of just led me down a path to, you know, chemistry and biology and molecular biology and, you know, anatomy you and physiology and everything else. You say those like they're not hard classes. Like, no one just goes and takes <laughs> chemistry, <laughs> biology, molecular <laughs> biology. Like, those are intense things. Like, you're obviously a brain if you take a science class and, like, keep pursuing it. So has that always been, like, a passion of yours, science? Yeah, I would say so, All definitely. Right. Yeah, I've always had a knack for science and a little bit of math. Where did that come from? Because you were like, Club job, marine family, sports, like where did this kind of geekness come from? Yeah, it's funny that you say that because to this day I still don't know. Really? Yeah, because both of my parents were never really academics at all. Okay. And uh, I didn't even read, to be honest with you, a lot wow. growing up. and I didn't even read much, to be honest with you. It just kind of came about. Maybe just watching a lot of sci-fi movies. Huh. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. All right. So we're in college. Now you're doing the pre-med route, mm-hmm. taking some really hard classes, which are no joke. Like, I, I remember in college, I had friends in organic chemistry or biology. These are, like, pre-med, pharmacists. Like, I was out in college having a good time, and these people actually had to study. Like, for me, I was a business major. Like, that's pretty easy. Buy low, sell high. Business, kind of common sense to me. But these people actually had to study. So you had to actually study in college. Yes, and I had to find it out the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a rocky road starting out because it did force me to learn how to study. If m- Majoring in biology forced me to learn how to learn. Yeah. You know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a such thing as actually waiting to the last minute and no studying for that midterm yeah. that week before or that night before. Yeah. You know, I, I had to, I had to uh, get acclimated to um, studying a little bit every day. Hmm. You know, hour a day. Yeah, yeah. Every day. You had to, like, week. make the library, like, make time to go there. Like, make put it in your schedule. Yeah. See, I want to I wanna get to zero to 60, but I want to dive into this a little bit, too, because I was the same way. When I got to college, I had to learn how to learn, and I had to learn how to study. Like, I had to learn how to open up a book, prepare for a test, and actually digest information and make it a part of me. 
walk me through like your experience doing that stuff because you're first generation college mm-hmm. high school is probably pretty easy um so yeah tell me through that yeah so uh it kind of was just trial and error to be honest with you baptism by fire you know I, uh the first biology course i took is kind of like this uh general biology course they make all biology majors take and chemistry majors take and you know they tell you they use this course to weed people out they tell you yeah, yeah. they're trying to weed you out they're trying to weed you out and i got a d in that course that that first time i took it wow i got a d and that'll uh, wake you up it, it woke me up i said you know it's time to take this thing a little bit more seriously and of course you know i try to talk to the professor and all that and try to bargain a grade and all that stuff but yeah it, it didn't work Wow. You know, it, was, it was big boy world now. You yeah. Know, what you earn is what you get. Nice. <laughs> you earn a D, you get a D. No participation trophies. <laughs> no participation <laughs> points. Love um, that. So he told me, hey, just you can take it in the summer or take it again. And I think it might have been the, the fall. And um, just try harder. Wow. Yeah, you got the material. You know what the material is. You just yeah. double down on it. So I took his word for it, and I got an A the second time I took Amazing. it. Amazing. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's where you've you learned this, like, ability to learn. Right. So that was like a failure that ultimately turned out to be a success. Yeah. All right. So now you're on the doctor, biology, scientist path. And then you just told me you got an internship at the Wildlife Institute. Like, what did you had? Did you have to apply for that? Like, that seems like something you seek out. You don't just fall on internships and rainforest you, 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 you absolutely you're absolutely right so it was with the u.s fish and wildlife service okay and um that's actually who my mom worked for oh wow all so right it was actually it was a foot in the door all right to be honest with you she when she left memphis after she divorced my pop she was working uh for a military base there in Milliton, all right tennessee and she got the job at u.s fish and wildlife service in south carolina and um she was like hey you know they got an internship yeah you know, was it paid yeah, yeah, it was paid. It was might have been like nine or ten bucks an hour. That's big money. Yep, and uh, I was cutting grass. Wow. So I actually would. You're like, man, I used to cut grass for way more than this. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I, w- I would come out and I would basically, because it was on like this 200-acre compound. Yeah. So I would basically, you know, leave class and drive probably about 45 minutes Yeah. Um, to Orangeburg, South Carolina. Okay. Um what, what, what this place was and actually uh, basically cut grass most of the day. Wow. But it's not just cutting grass. You get to put Wildlife Institute intern on your resume, which is a big deal. Man. Yeah. There you go. So I actually get to put that in. And actually the title was uh, the title was Biological Science Aid. Nice. What's the title? Yeah. Research in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Now, did you literally do anything? Did you get to study some stuff I about so, grass or anything? So like after after they trust me with the lawnmower for the first <laughs> First year, or so you know that's when they kind of start to transition me into doing more of the um, biological work that the biologists did. All right, so like real work. So the, yeah, real work, I guess you could say. So you said after they trusted you about a year, so you were there, pretty good while. Yeah, so actually I was there up until, um, well, I was an intern up until I graduated. So I okay. started as an intern my yeah. junior year. Um, when I graduated college, it was. December 2007. Yeah. And if you know about history, yeah. you know what happened in 2008. It's a big crash. Yeah. Big crash. Yeah. Huge crash. Wow. And, 
You wasn't finding a job in 2007, no. 2008, 2009, 2010. And for me, I was just really fortunate to have already been doing this intern. Yeah. Ship prior. Yeah. And being able to kind of just slide my way in there, I guess yeah, you could yeah. say, into this position. And it's kind of like government works. Their budget's already approved. So you government work. Um, budget was already approved. They took a big hit, though, too, yeah. as far as budget budget cuts. All right. Your yeah. mom's still had a job? Huh? Your mom still have a job? Uh, she does. All right. Yeah. Like when they took the hit in 07. Right. Right. All right. right. It was more so a hit on, like, you know, resources and Funding assets. Funding and stuff like that. Funding yeah, yeah. and things like that. All right. So that's good. You had a job coming out of the, the Great Recession. Like, 08, you have a locked-in job right after college. Um so what did you finish up your degree in? Was it in biology? I finished my degree in biology, and at that point, I kind of still said, well, maybe, you know, I still want to do this doctor thing. Maybe I want to do physician assistant. Maybe huh. I want to go in, you know, some research lab. You know, yeah. I still was kind of playing. There's a lot of doors open. There's a lot of doors yeah. open. You know, I, I was like any other 21, 22-year-old graduating college. You okay. know, I really didn't know what I wanted to do still. Yeah. You know, I was just kind of happy I had a job, to be yeah. honest with you at the time. Um, so, um, I played around with studying for the MCATs at that point. Really? Yeah. Um, realized that I didn't have a passion for it. Wow. Yeah. Now, what was the transition? So, when you graduate college, you go from internship, 10 bucks an hour, to full-time job. Yeah. Well, how much you make in there? I think they started me off at about... <sighs> Thirty-two thousand. Thirty-two thousand. So that's like sixteen bucks an hour. Yeah. That's a big deal. So now, first job. You have a job in the middle of a recession. Biology degree. You're twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty. Whatever. Check, check. All right. Looks like we're back online. Um, all right, cool. So you're twenty-two, graduated college, making thirty-two grand a year. Um, this is the big thing. So we're not at sixty k yet. We got to get to sixty. You're you're halfway there, halfway which there. is good. Yeah. Um. And what's the uh, what's the transition like? What's your next steps in life? Like, give me the sixty k. Okay, so at that point, I kind of knew that I wasn't going to be with the fish and wildlife okay. as a career. Um, so I kind of start trying to figure out exactly what steps I need to take to get where I want to go. Did um, you take any like steps, like lessons that you learned from the Great Escape, like the Steak Escape place, and say like, at the fishing place, here's the top guy. I don't want to be him. Did you have any like moments like that or? I had a couple moments because they had some older guys. So kind of give you a background on what the Fish and Wildlife, what we did was basically work to um, stop threatening endangered species, yeah. specifically fish, yeah. back out into the wild. Yeah. So you can imagine we would raise these fish. We would spawn them okay. at this facility, raise them, breed them, stock them back out. Nice. But, yeah, so but to answer your question, yeah, they, they, they had some old guys there. And, um, you know, I kind of got that same nostalgic feeling of not wanting to be here. All right. You know, when I was 40 or 50 years old. Okay. So how did you transition out? (sighs) So I said, okay. Did you ever get, well, before that, did you ever get past 32 there? Did you ever get a raise or anything? The highest I got there was at about 52. Wow. So I stayed there for about five, six years. Wow, that's that's. I'm glad I asked that. So that's no joke. So you're there five, six years. You get promoted a few times, yep. more responsibilities, and then you get to about fifty plus yep. fifty. Wow. All yeah. right. I got to about fifty-two. Well, maybe we can stop the interview now. Did you ever get to sixty? Not there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not All right. There. 
All right, so you get so this is six years later. So we fast forward from twenty two to you leave there at what twenty six, twenty eight. Yeah, around about 27. 27. 20, yeah, 27, 28, yeah. All right, walk me through that transition because now you've got a pretty comfortable life. 52K is no joke. Yeah, um, so. You're yeah. living in your own apartment. Yeah, I had living. my own place. I was renting the house out. Okay. You know, making pretty good money. Um, yeah. No kids, no wife. So, yeah, pretty cool. good for a single guy. Yeah, definitely. So, walk me through that transition. What happens? So, during that time, um, I pursued. My education some more. Um, okay. I, I got a What's master's. That mean? I got a master's in business and um, actually worked on a lot. Like of, an MBA. Yeah, like an MBA. That's no joke. So you went back to school and got an MBA while I was working. It's not just like a one-liner. Where'd you get an MBA at? Um, it's called Webster University. All right. Based out of St. Louis, Missouri. Online. Um, they actually have campuses in Columbia, South Carolina. So I would basically drive to that campus and do all my courses. Wow. Was those night classes or? Yeah. They were all night class and weekends. So what gave you the itch from like um, saying, I need to go back to school for a business degree when you're a biologist? I, it had to be that, that, that business entrepreneurial side of me, I guess, that, that, right. that was originally there. You know, there had to be a reason I initially said I wanted to major in business in undergrad. Yeah, yeah. You know, so whatever itch that was, yeah. I felt like I needed to still go back and scratch it. That itch that started in sixth grade when you performed a service, got cash. Exactly. All right, so now got an MBA. So walk me through a quick five seconds. Like, did you pay for school at USC? Did you get student loans? Student, so I started off with a scholarship my first year. Okay. Um, lost the scholarship. Okay. And then the rest was me paying out of pocket and student loans. All right. And then when you go back to get your MBA, is it all student loans or is it free? Nope, it's all student loans. All student loans to get the MBA. All right, so yep. you're like, this is a big risk. Oh, yeah. Taking a risk to go get an MBA. All right, so, yeah, so let's keep going back on the transition. So we're at 52K, mm -hmm. and then you leave this field, but you have an MBA. So a little side note there. I um, have an MBA. And are you fully graduated with the MBA? Fully graduated. All right, cool. Fully graduated with it. Um so, but during that time, towards the end of my time at Fish and Wildlife, um, I kind of knew um, I wanted to do something different, obviously, and I really still didn't know what I wanted to do until I got a hold of programming. Interesting. Um, now, when you were in the NBA, did you hear this, like, technology word bounced around a few oh, times? Oh, yeah, it was all over like, the place because you got to – you gotta remember now the smartphones. Yeah, that kind of hit the scene around about '08 ish. Yeah, so that was right after I graduated college. All right, and so by the time you know 2012, 2013 rolled around, you know that's all you heard about yeah. was apps. All and, these Facebooks and apps—they're yeah, all I mean, maturing. This is an industry now. This is a full-blown industry that wasn't yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely. know, it was when I graduated college. It did not exist. Now it's totally. it's prevalent. You know, you see it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that kind of became like, hey, maybe this is what I want to do. So you got this itch for programming. Got this itch for programming now. How did you scratch that itch? I picked up a C++ for dummies book <laughs> from my local library. Local um, library. Yep. I, I, you know, I said. So that's, that's free. It's free. Didn't have to spend <laughs> any money. Um, Wow, I didn't. I didn't know much about programming. Obviously, I didn't know anything. I didn't have any friends who programmed. I didn't yeah. know anybody who programmed. Are you serious? Yeah, they're serious. This is literally just like a spark in your mind, just like programming, developer, software I, came up. 
software came. I saw these apps on my phone, and it looked like magic. It really, yeah. to me, seemed like this is magic. Yeah. You know, wow. I, I, I want to be a part of this. <laughs> and so you go to your local library and pick up C++, which is actually one of the hardest languages to learn, but that's the book you pick out of the shelf. Because it had plus plus, I think, I think the plus plus said, "Man, this looks cool." Wow, so, <laughs> it does stick out on the shelf. I was at Barnes and Noble yesterday, it's, and it's right. like that does stick out. If you out. see JavaScript, you're gonna be like, uh, "Yeah." If you see short JavaScript, sounds hard. <laughs> Let me go with C plus plus. Right, right. Wow. Uh, what was it like when you first opened that C plus plus book? Uh, so it just made sense. Um, the book started off with some, you know, kind of corny commentary you know from the author yeah, yeah. and then it, it kind of just dives into it basically telling you hey you can do this you know it's not magic okay know? you know it's just if else statements so i don't <laughs> i don't believe that it just made sense like i you can't open up like i couldn't like when i was first learning how to code i can't open up this html file and be like oh yeah this yeah. just clicks like right. this is a foreign language i have no clue what it means so when you open this book, is it, do they have, like, exercise? I mean, you get, like, the first chapter of, like, motivational. You can do it. But, like, when you get into doing it, they have, like, going to the site. Yeah, so, it, you know, you know, the, they all start off their traditional uh, print Hello World program. Yeah. You know, so they usually, in this case, it tells you to download some IDE. All right. So you're just following instructions. You right. literally are saying, okay, this book is telling me to go download this IDE from the yeah, web. Yeah. I download this IDE from the web. On the library computer? You got no, a personal laptop. On my laptop. personal computer. Personal laptop. Personal right, laptop. Cool. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> I at least had a personal <laughs> laptop. That's good. And uh, and I just literally followed it step by step. Really? Yeah. And what was the first thing you built where you were like, wow, I just did this magic thing? Yeah. So I think the first little program they had was telling a story. All right. And if you, you know, you, you, you're a programmer, you're a developer, so you. Not really, but I know a little bit about it. You know a little <laughs> bit about it. Um, and it was just print statements, you know, print yeah. out statements. You know, it, yeah. it was just showing you that, hey. This is how stuff appears. This on is the how web. stuff appears. And, and, and at that time, it was just showing in the console. All right. You know, so it, it wasn't actually showing on an application per se. It was just printed out in the console of the IDE itself. All right. You know, you, you obviously can't do a whole lot with that. But if you have an imagination, you know, okay, yeah, I can take this thing you know, to the next step. Wow. Yeah. And what were your, like, what's this process? Are you, do you have a job at this point? Or did you, like, quit your job? Are you at the library at night? Yeah. Like, so when I'm, did you pick up the C++ book? Yeah, so I'm doing this at night. I'm still at working night. as a biologist during okay. the day. Um, and at nighttime, I'm getting off from work. I'm sitting there going through the book. Okay. So you're still making 52000 bucks. You're, like, mm -hmm. 27. And now you're getting this itch to start programming what was one of the breakthroughs? Like anytime you learn a new skill, there's like the high of like your first kind of win, but then you fall down. And you're like, damn, there's like a low point where you just have to grind through some stuff. I'm glad you asked me that. That's, that's, so after I went through the C++ book and I knew that this wasn't just some, you know, new trendy hot thing I yeah. wanted to do. You know, you know, you had those itches every month where you like, you know, I'm gonna go be a scuba diver. Yeah. Or something yeah. Crazy. <laughs> But I said, okay, I'm gonna do this for real. I said, you know what? I want to take some courses. Okay. You know, I want to take, and I, but I don't want to get a degree in it. Yeah. I want to just take some. You courses. already got two degrees. I already got two they degrees. They only made you fifty-two thousand dollars a year. I'm, <laughs> I'm already making fifty-two grand. I, yeah. You know, I already got this, you know, student loan debt, and I already got two degrees. I said, I want to take some courses though, and I really want to understand because I'm. Yeah. And that's probably that 
that that science part of me. Yeah, I want to know the fundamentals. Cool. Okay. Um, so I found this what was actually one of two regionally accredited schools in the country. Okay. Um, they had a computer science program online that offered courses. Um, so I started taking the basic computer science courses. Did you take them online at your computer at night? At night. Did you have to pay for them? Yeah, pay for right. them out of pocket. They okay. had actually had a payment program. So actually, every Monthly time I got payment. paid, yeah. I was just paying for these courses. Cool. Um, so make a long story short, the first class I took, I got an A in it, and I said, man. Wow. This was a tough class, but I, I really loved it. I'm going I'm to I'm go through, and I'm going to do it again. Wow. I ended up taking this. So I got through the first computer science course, and I took a data structures and control structures. You know, control structures in computer science is like the if-else yeah, statements yeah. you see. And then data structures is actually where you store that data. Yeah. You know, um, It may be like an array, basically. Uh, but anyway, I took those classes, and then I took advanced algorithms. So your process, like now, like when I was learning how to like code, it was essentially like build a WordPress site for somebody or like go to code.org and build a video game. Like you're going old, old they probably didn't even have code.org back then. So you literally like are taking classes, like no software guy I talk to nowadays, like takes classes. They just go like build stuff for free or work for a nonprofit or like code.org or something mm -hmm. like that. But you're taking classes. I'm like, taking, I'm taking 2009 or something? What it was? This was 2000. Oh, it was 2012. Actually. All right, cool, cool. So, so, yeah, 2012. But the one thing I liked about the classes, and the reason I actually decided to do those specific yeah. classes, was because they actually did have you build projects. All right. So you know, it it still kind of was more of a top-down approach because yeah, yeah. you were you was building a project. Um, so that's why I chose to do those classes. Very cool. Because of that. Um, but back to one of the questions you asked, I took this advanced algorithm course okay and it was insane wow it was like it sounds it, like one of those classes where you realize how much you don't know you know you, you're writing you're, you're trying to write merch sort and from scratch wow had you even heard any of these hadn't words heard, or hadn't heard hadn't heard of any of this stuff wow and you know they're telling you you know you can't use any libraries you're writing this stuff you know just pure yeah. code and um you can't like stack overflow and copy and paste no, something in no, here. No, no, no stack overflow. <laughs> no stack overflow. And I had to actually drop out of that class because it was it was tough. Between, it's that hard. Between me, yeah, between that and and me working, I was like, man, this is tough. Wow. You know, maybe maybe I'm not supposed to be oh, doing this. Oh, so this, this is a turning point. So you yeah, have to maybe, maybe maybe I'm supposed to be you know on this yeah. on this facility feeding fish. Wow. <laughs> and um, so I took a little break. I took probably maybe uh, a month or two break because the, the way the classes were stacked, it was that you could take them like it wasn't every uh, semester, it was every quarter. Yeah. Um, and I said, you know what? I didn't came this far. Yeah. I said, I'm going to keep going, man. So and I actually, that's one thing about paying, of courses out of your pocket. Like you had already paid. I had for already paid you for You paid cash money. Cash money. This wasn't even student loan. This was literally money coming yeah. out of my check. Wow. And I said, you know what, man? I said, I got to keep going. So I came right back and re-enroll for that class the next quarter. And, what uh, do you think, like, got you to that point mentally? Because a lot of people quit there. Like, that is the point where people quit. Um, Seth Godin writes about this. Um, he wrote a book called The Dip, talks about stuff like this. 
everywhere in life. Like, people quit right there. Like, why didn't you quit? Well, it's funny that you mentioned Seth Godin. He actually wrote another book I love called uh, Lynchpin. Yeah. And he talks about the lizard brain. Yeah. And how that lizard brain, that caveman brain, yeah. is, 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 is prone to fear. And every time you, 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 you experience it, it wants to retreat. Mm. You have to overcome that lizard brain. Yeah. Um, and I kind of always think that, keep that in mind. But, but to your point, I guess just, I guess all that time leading up from high school. Yeah. You know, all those, those different jobs I had and, you know, those little adversities I overcame. Yeah. You know, got me to that point. Helped me, helped me overcome. You had seen worse things in life than, than fell in a course before at this, at this point. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I had, I had a good job. Yeah, yeah, I had a good job. So yeah, you know. All right, so you, but you didn't quit. Like you, this is where, like, literally, where would you say this is a turning point? Because when I'm listening to the story, like, this is where you become a winner. Maybe you're not getting paid at this point, but this is where you won when you signed back up for that course. When I signed back up for that course, I mean, you're in it to win it. Oh, it it wasn't nothing to talk about that point. Yeah, yeah. Decisions already made. Like, Decisions you're made. already gonna take over the world. I'm, go- I'm, I'm going to be a software developer. Wow. Right, at that point. All right. So walk me through that class. Like, how'd you how'd you how'd you make it through? Um, man, I just focused. Just you know, really took it seriously. Like I did everything else. You know, kind of just like when I remember when I told you I got that D. Yeah. In that first biology class. This is round two of that. This is round two. You know, I gotta turn it up a notch. Yeah, and you know that's you've what already I did. seen the material, so yeah, yeah, amazing comparison. And so you fast forward. You said you took how many courses? Over? I took a total of about ten in about a year and a half. Ten and courses in about a year and a half. Yeah, and so a half. you become a software developer in literally about a year. Yep, but all yep. on the, all at night. All at night, I'm literally a work. ninja. <laughs> wow. I wouldn't say a ninja, just just <laughs> a madman. <laughs> so, so what? Walk me through fifty-two thousand dollar a year feeding fish to like the next gig. Like, what's your? How do we get to sixty k here? Okay, so we're gonna get you to sixty k. Um, so at that point, I knew I had to do one thing. I yeah. Had to quit my job. Really? Yeah. Wow. That was the only way I could really get into it and take it seriously. Yeah. Uh, didn't have a software developer job lined up. I knew wow. Atlanta was the quote unquote hotbed for software yeah, yeah. development, and I knew I had to be in Atlanta. Um, so now, that, some at lunch, you told me like I read this book, and then I quit my job. Like, take me through okay. that. Okay. So at that point, I was on a, a reading binge. I was reading everything, but one book I read specifically was uh, Tim Ferriss, The Four Hour Work Week. Yeah, yeah. And um, he actually, you know, had a case in there of. You know, people quitting their jobs or how he quit his job, basically. Wow. Um, so it kind of inspired me to do the same thing. That takes some chutzpah to quit a job. I've never been able to do it. Best feeling in the world. Really? Oh, man. That's There's no cool. feeling like it. And then so now you go from 52 to zero. Zero. But you're maybe six courses in at this point. Maybe are you all 10 courses in? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much done with the courses. Okay. Um, I had saved up a lot of money in my retirement. All right, so you had some savings. Had some savings. Cool. Um, so that's a big deal. Like it wasn't just like fifty-two k and you're living paycheck to paycheck. You've got some savings. Got some savings. So Incredible. I literally take out all my retirement. Yeah. Um, put in my resignation and I moved to Atlanta. Really? 
just moved to Atlanta. Did you move like near some companies? You moved like where you knew people were? Or just yep, moved I to moved a cool right spot? off perimeter. So if you know Atlanta, you know you have the perimeter that yeah. kind of encompasses the city. And um, at that point, I said, well, you know, I want to specifically focus on mobile development. Really? Okay. Because um, up to up until that point, I really hadn't did any mobile development at all. I yeah. really was just doing just general software development application specifically. Yeah. Um, so I picked up a uh, book called The Big Nerd Wrench. Okay. Um, the Big Nerd Wrench? Big Nerd Wrench. All right. Yeah, so they, they're they kind of industry leaders in um, teaching iOS, okay. especially to novice like I was at the time. All right. Um, so I got an apartment, and it, it's funny, too, because I actually have family and friends in Atlanta yeah. that was you know telling me, hey, you know, you just stay at my place, and I was like, no, I don't want to do that because yeah. I don't want to get comfortable and it's going to make sense. You got to have that hunger. Got to have that hunger. So when you're living off savings, you literally have a time clock. So with no job, I just, I wanted to get an apartment on purpose. So yeah. it forced me to, that's cool to grind. Wow. You know, like all day, every day. So I said, well, what's the best way for me to get into software development is to build something at that point. So okay. I kind of just spent every day working on applications trying to build something that i could show these are people. these like your own ideas or own like ideas just random ideas like how to tie your shoes i'm gonna build an app for that there you go stuff like that all right there you go um so at that point you know i, I started reaching out to some recruiters while i was in atlanta and said okay. hey you know i'm a software developer you know i don't and have do you know any of these recruiters no. or it's just like linkedin nope just finding them okay yeah, i found them on linkedin i found them through uh job postings on indeed okay just reached out to them all right, um, and they would, you know, the one thing about recruiters is they'll entertain you. Yeah. They'll at least listen to you and, yeah, see, yeah. and see what your story it's is. It's their job to find you. It's their job. Yeah, um, and pretty much every last one of them told me it was no way I could get a job with no experience. Yeah, and I probably needed to take an internship or something. Okay, um, so I probably, man, I probably applied to hundred jobs. Really, that summer, hundred, you just hundred resumes you you put in. Oh yeah. And when they say you need to get an internship, did you say, you know, you can go screw yourself? Like, I don't have time to get an internship. What that's, did you tell That's them? exactly what I said. Wow. You know, I, I don't have time to get an internship. You know, <laughs> you know I, I, in, a, in a little bit less nice of words, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, I told them, you know, I, you know, I came here to be a software so developer. So they had a company. path for you, and you were like, no thanks. I I need I need some money. So Hell that's no. not going <laughs> to work for me. That's <laughs> what I said. Wow. Yeah. Um. So... Running out of money. Okay. Um, it was around about, so I moved to Atlanta that May, around about that August, September, started running out of money. Mm. And you still don't have a job. You're still applying stuff every day. Still don't have a job. Still just doing my programming on the side and applying for jobs. Yeah. Finally get a call back from two companies. Um, one is a very large company called LexisNexis. Okay. And, That's a big um, deal. The second was a small healthcare IT company. Okay. Um, went to the LexisNexis interview, and it was just a shit show. I did horrible. Wow. This was my first technical interview. Yeah, I was going to ask, what's a technical interview like? I had no idea what to expect at a technical interview. Wow. Um, you know, and uh, I didn't even know what they was going to be questioning me on as far as specific programming languages. Yeah. And the position, um, I didn't understand anything, to be honest with you. So the position was actually for a um, 
SQL developer. Okay, you know, SQL. Kind of, you know, yeah. you know, running queries on a database. Oh, it makes sense. They're a data firm. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, you know, as soon as I got into the interview, you know. Which is not iOS. Not iOS. Running not SQL scripts is not iOS. Not, not even application. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just data. It's just data. Just SQL, yeah. And pretty much everything I had been doing up to that point was primarily application programming, yeah. application development. Um, so get to the interview, and they just come in and grill me right off the jump, you know. And, yeah. you know, I, I couldn't even act. I couldn't even tell them the difference between an inner joint and an outer joint. Wow. You know, and they just went on and on and on. And you could tell by halfway through the interview, you know, I'm sitting there sweating. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to go, you know. Um, so they just – Politely walked my ass out. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. But you no think like halfway you. through they were just doing it on purpose just to, to show you how much you didn't know? I think so. <laughs> I think so. And so I said, okay. You'll have to return the favor to that, to an intern one day doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that night I went home and uh, I basically read over the job description like in minute detail Yeah. for the healthcare IT firm I had the next day. All right. So they were staggered back to back. Wow. Picked up an SQL book that day when I left that interview. Yeah. Read through the entire book. No way. Back forward and backwards. Wow. Slept maybe a couple hours. Yeah. Went to that interview the next day. Said all the buzzwords. Said all the buzzwords. All the fancy buzzwords. Wow. And I got that job. You got an S- it was a SQL job as well. It was an SQL job. job as well. Wow! And now once you're in the door of development, it's it's game on from there. It's game on. They brought me in. No more in. You don't need an internship now. Don't need an internship wow. at all. Um, I'm still not at sixty. Okay, so you get on this health firm. Is it a contract or is it full time? It's position? actually full time. Full time. All right. First job as a web. Let's just recap here. You went from biology, feeding fish, literally. Yep. Where you were previously mowing the grass, feeding fish, to you reinvented yourself from a scientist to a software developer. Maybe that'll be the title of this thing, scientist to software developer, in a year and a half? Yeah. When you first pick up that first C++ book to this healthcare interview, how much time is that? Um, Probably about maybe, man, probably about. Three, maybe up to three years. Hold the mic a little closer. Yeah. Yeah, so probably almost up to three years. At three years. Yeah. So probably literally somewhere between two and a half and three years. Wow. So you yeah. can re you reinvented yourself in two and a half, three years. Mm-hmm. Less than a college degree, less than four years. Yeah. You get that first job at this as a healthcare data firm. Basically. Yep. Full-time position. So when they slide that contract across the table, what's it say on it? What's the number? Forty-five thousand. Wow, less than what I was making <sighs> as a bartender. That make more than that. <laughs> wow, but you're in the door. Yeah, you got a job now. Forty-five k. All right, so we go zero to fifty-two, back to zero. Now we're at forty-five. Now we're at forty-five. So how do we get to sixty? This is such a cool story because I know where you're at right now. It's just like awesome. All right, so um, so. 45 how do we get 60 what happens so i stayed there at the healthcare it firm for about a year and a half okay and throughout that time i built an app all right on the side on the side okay this was an ios app and during the time i was actually a pescatarian 
Okay. You know, so just yeah, eat, yeah. just ate fish and vegetables. Um, so I said, okay, I'm gonna learn how so to. So at the biology, did you get free food? Did you even you just eat the fish that they were trying to save? Do 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 do. No. All right. So you didn't do that. All right. So you're pescatarian. So you build an app. Yeah. Take me through that. So um, yeah. So I I said I'm okay. I'll just build a recipe app. Really? You know, it's classic. Just for pescatarians. Just for pescatarians. I actually uh, said I want to be kind of cool, though. I want to, you know, have real data. Yeah. So I said, you know, but I also want to be a learning experience that I can use to get that iOS developer job. Yeah. So I said at that point, I said, okay, I know for a fact I want to be a iOS developer. Yeah. If I'm going to work in this field. Um, so um, I tapped into Yumly's API. So Yumly is this Yumly. huge recipe Kay. tech company. Okay. Um, you know, billion plus company. They, Was they this the first API you'd worked with? Uh, yeah, this the API I worked with to build my app. But it was this the first ever API you ever time I've plugged ever into? API. All right, wow. Couldn't even tell you what the API stood for. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. Uh, so I tapped into that API and actually uh, pulled their recipes into my application. Wow. Um, allowed the user to be able to save those pescatarian recipes yeah. locally to the to the app. Um, so I worked on that for about a year, year and a half or so, um, and I started applying for iOS developer positions yeah. at that point. Um, nobody called me back. You know, wow. if they did call me back, they told me the same thing. The recruiters told me a year prior, two years prior, yeah. you know, that I had no experience in iOS specifically. Yeah. And, you know, um, at that point, iOS and Android development, that's, that's hot. That's a yeah. hot field. Oh, yeah. Um, Companies at that point are just realizing they need a separate team for iOS and a separate team for Android. Exactly. Business people that make the budgets are finally realizing that there's – different you need two teams you can't just have a mobile guy just right yeah <laughs> right it's two totally different platforms two different languages yeah. um probably fill out another 7500 applications wow you know easily 75 or 100 applications easily. again wow you know, um just grinding through them oh yeah wow oh, yeah. actually got my first real um opportunity first real interview um, with a recruiter who was recruiting for Duke Energy. All right. And Duke Energy's not in Atlanta. And and luckily, I had did an, I had been talking to recruiters enough. Yeah. That I had picked up on all the buzzwords. Cause that's the one thing about talking to recruiters. Yeah. Is that you learn all the things to say and not to say. Yeah. You know, even when it comes down to how you negotiate your salary. Um. So by the time I got to this guy, I was a pro. Yeah, with you know, agile. Oh yeah, I knew, <laughs> you know, you know, I knew, I knew all the words. Yeah. So he got me a phone interview. Wow. He got me a phone interview, and um, I went into that interview, and I remember like it was. And you're still at forty five k at this place. Yeah, they actually, they, well, they gave me a raise while I was there, so I actually I went from forty five to forty seven five. Okay. Cool. So I was making forty seven thousand five hundred. Cool. Point. And. Uh, so when I did the interview with the Duke Energy team, um, this was a real deal technical interview. You yeah. Know, it was like hardcore questions in iOS that, yeah. you know. Is this an in-person interview or on the phone? It was actually on the phone. Okay. It was actually on the phone. Um, and, man, I left the interview thinking, man, I just bombed it. Wow. You know, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't feel it. Yeah. You know, 
But it was like functional interview. Like when they were talking, you you knew what they were talking about. I knew I knew exactly what they were talking just about. Didn't feel and, right. I, and, I, and I'm gonna tell you what had happened was that I had got so used to probably being, um, I guess, turned down after these interviews. Yeah. And I just automatically started thinking that the interview went bad. Wow. And um, anyway, they actually said I did a great job. Wow. They said that. I did a, a amazing job. I actually got the call back that same day. No way. After the interview. Wow. With the offer. No way. Yeah. That's a big deal. So you're in the phone in Atlanta, and now you just had your first pretty much like iOS interview. Yeah. Um, probably not your first iOS interview, but like big time iOS, Duke Energy in Charlotte, North Carolina. When they call back the next day, what ha- when, not the next day, but the next couple hours, what happens? The recruiter calls you back or recruiter, the Duke guy The recruiter called, called me back. Yeah. Um, I, I was sitting at my desk. He said, hey, you, say, you got a minute? I said, yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm like he's like, uh, you got the job. Say, wow. What was that like? Like, what, did he give you a number? What what happened? 75K. Are you serious? Whoa. Jeez. Did you negotiate on that or is that just the number he threw out there? I took it and ran. <laughs> 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 I took it wow. and ran with it. Oh my gosh! All right, so you're at seventy five k. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I actually was at forty five an hour. All right. Which yeah, yeah. is about a little over ninety. It was a contract 000. position. It was a contract it. position initially. Yeah, yeah. forty five an hour. Forty five an hour. Wow. And so that is um. Yeah, it's like 90k. It was 90k. Wow. Not 75k. It was 90k. Jeez, man. Um, how did that feel? Man, it felt like all that time I, yeah. I was spending at night yeah. programming all them weekends in Starbucks. It was like, okay, I wasn't crazy. Yeah. You know, this actually is real. Wow. That if you, 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 know, you put the work in, you put the time in, it actually does happen. Did you cry? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I, I've been there, man. Yeah. Uh, were you like – um? When you first got like, man, I got cash this check. Like before, before this can't be real. Like forty five bucks an hour. You, when I moved to Charlotte, I still didn't think it was real. Wow, because it, it was the first time I was on contract. Yeah, and you know that can that's a scary feeling. I, even my family, to be honest with you, yeah, that's unheard of in my family working on a contract. Yeah, you know, so I didn't have any background when it even came to that type of uh, wow. employment. You know, yeah, so that was a scary feeling. So. I didn't even believe it until I got my first paycheck. Wow. Six-month contract, 12 months? Six-month contract. Six months. You moved to Charlotte. It's like, hope I hope I make this. Moved to Charlotte. Like, I hope this is real. Yeah. I hope I make it. You wow. know, I don't know what's going to happen afterwards. And, you know, wow. I jumped out there. So we got the 60. We Basically got over 60. That, that six upside down. We got the 90. <laughs> we got the 90. <laughs> Jeez. So if I can recap, we go, did um when you got that offer from Duke Energy, was it kind of that same feeling when you got that first 20 bucks from mowing the grass? Oh, man. Times it, times 10. Times 10. Oh, times that's 10. beautiful. So we go from mowing grass for 25 bucks front and back lawn to the Great Escape, five bucks an hour, to the Cookie Place, five bucks an hour. Uncle's Club, ten bucks an hour. Um, you know, kind of like manual labor, pack and ship jobs in college, ten bucks an hour. Internship, nine, ten bucks an hour. 
Um, and we're kind of coasting there until right after college where you get like 16 bucks an hour, 32 K. Um, and then we get from 32 all the way to 52 as a biologist Mm -hmm. unemployed. So zero to 45 K as the sequel developer for the healthcare company raised to 47, five and then bam offer from Duke energy after you've spent all these nights developing and you're at 45 bucks an hour yep. contract position. Wow. Yeah, that, that's exactly how it went. Zero to 60. So let's, did did you ever go um, full-time at Duke or did you remain as a contractor? I did. So actually, uh, when I went in, I, I had a mission, you know. Yeah. Because I knew for a fact. I said, hey, oh, um, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to get this job yeah. as well. You know, <laughs> it's not going to be a six-month contract and then yeah, it's yeah. over. Um, so they actually made me an offer. Um, they, well, first they extended my contract after three months. Wow. For about another year, year and a half. That's awesome. And uh, after six months, they said, hey, we just we just want to bring you on full time. Yeah. And that, that feeling was the best feeling in the world. Wow. Yeah. What was that number? That was actually 75. 75 That's, that's why I told you 75 earlier. Cool. Yeah. So now, but that's not like, 75 at Duke full time is pretty much 90. Plus Plus ten percent bonus. Ten percent bonus, and now you get PTO. And now you get PTO right, and all these other benefits. Right, match. Right. Now you're an official employee. So, seventy five k, man. Wow, yeah. that's a big deal. So I told you earlier at lunch, I was like, you know, I'm going to do another section called sixty to hundred, and you're like, I'm like, I'll, I'll be back for that one too. <laughs> so I'm going to have you back on here, man. But but what a beautiful story. I mean, you know, you it, it's cool that you put in all that work for development. And it paid off, you know, three, four, five years later. And now you're reaping those benefits for the rest of your life. Software is not going anywhere. iPhones aren't going anywhere. Absolutely. I mean, you're in the cutting edge of everything right now. Um, so that's really exciting. So any any kind of, like, life lessons or, or things you want to leave the audience with about, because you've been through some shit, man. Like, parents divorced, break your leg athletic career turned upside down moved to a different city like you moved to a different city you're like senior year in high school yeah i mean your life is you've been through some stuff man um what would you kind of tell people and you've also reinvented yourself Mm -hmm. and you're first generation college kid first generation college first generation biologist first generation everything like you you had your card stacked against you most people would have most people would still you know be just They'd be a victim, or, or they'd be in in the in the hood or something. But you're you're out here. So what, what do you what do you say to people? Man, kind of just reiterate what you just said, man. Yeah. Don't don't be a victim. Like, you know, I know people whose story is ten times worse than mine, mm-hmm. and they actually made it out. They did pretty damn well for themselves. Um, I think it's just a matter of just how bad do you want it? You know, want it want it better than the next guy. Mm-hmm. Um, don't feel sorry. No woe me, no pity me. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm confident the next the guy standing right next to you probably has a, a, a same story, if not worse story than you have. Wow. Um, but yeah, just just stay stay hungry, man. Stay grinding. What would you say is those things that really helped you cross those mental blocks when your parents got divorced and you had to move, when you broke your leg and you're senior in high school and you lost your scholarship, when you made that D in biology? when you, you know, this other algorithm course, when you, you failed it, like what was the thing that made Maurice propel forward where most people would have just sank in defeat? 
kind of like I said, like, you know, I got, I grew up with family members in really tough circumstances. Yeah. And that, you, you know, I had no choice but to keep that in the back of my head. Wow. You know, I, I always knew ever since I was a kid how hard it could be. Huh. You know, and unfortunately, um, a lot of people don't get a chance to witness that. If you, if, yeah. you, if your parents, the, the name of the game is to do well and provide for your children. But unfortunately, if your parents do do well and you kind of benefit from that, yeah, you also don't get a chance to benefit the, the pain and suffering. So, yeah. And it, it's it's like a double edged sword, right? Yeah. But luckily, I was able to benefit from that pain and suffering side yeah. as a kid and actually see myself, my family members, friends actually go through much, much, much more worse things than I went through. Wow. Any any final words, man? Man, I want to just appreciate you for having me on, man. Thanks um, for I coming, really enjoyed man. it. Yeah. Thank you, this, man. This, this was special. So, it was special for me. Yeah, thank, thank God Sean, uh, Sean brought you to Starbucks, and now I feel like I got a lifelong friend. Definitely cool. So, so cool, man. Um, any any shout anything you'd tell anybody that wants to reinvent themselves from maybe they're a nurse or a doctor, or even a lawyer, and they want to get into software. Like anything you'd recommend that they that they do to take that leap of leap of faith. Yeah. Um. Go back to when you was five years old, when mm. you was that kindergarten kid, and yeah. you were sitting there just fascinated about any and everything. Try to channel that, you know. I I I seriously believe I'm I'm a five year old at heart. You know, wow. I just pick up books and just learn anything. Uh, one of my um, uh, one of my 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 modern day heroes, Elon Musk. Wow. And that's kind of one of the things he always try to advocate for. You know, you can literally learn any in this day and age. Yeah. You have no excuse not to be able to learn something. It's too many resources out there. Too many books. Too many pod, good, great podcasts like yours. I'm gonna <laughs> Thanks, give you a plug. Man. Hopefully, um, <laughs> hopefully. It's just too much out there for you not to be able to to, to better yourself now. Definitely, man. Yeah. Well, if anybody wanted to reach out to you, man, um, you know, if they want to see where you're working now, you just you're taking a job in Atlanta. You're moving tomorrow, literally. Moving tomorrow. Yeah. Um, you spent your your packing time with me. Thank you, and I know our our listeners will appreciate that too. Uh, if they want to reach out to you, do you do you have an email? Would you do you have LinkedIn? Yeah, Would you yeah. want people to contact yeah, you? Yeah, both. So you can hit me on my email at Maurice M A U R I C E T as in Tom Mickens M I C K E N S at Gmail dot com. All right. Or you can find me on LinkedIn, LinkedIn. under Maurice Mickens. Maurice as well. Mickens. Perfect. Yep. Well, I'll put that in the notes. Um, thank you so much, man. This was such an honor. Uh, I appreciate and definitely it, a blessing, man. I'm happy to know you exist now. Yeah, definitely. All right, man. We'll sign off and um zero to sixty is another episode. All right.